Turn in your Bibles to Colossians 1, verse 1 to 3. Actually, it's not. It's 3, verse 1. Sorry, Colossians 3 and verse 1. And it says, If then you arise with, raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I want to talk about today that we are actually meant to be focusing on heaven. You know, it says, seek first my kingdom. And, you know, God, he has a kingdom in heaven. And uh, so I want us to think about that, that we are to seek heaven. And so it's very difficult sometimes in our little busy, busy life that we get busy doing the things of the world, don't we? We go, ah, oh, yes, on Sunday, and then by Monday afternoon we've forgotten all about heaven, and we're like, trudge, trudge, trudge through earthly things. But it says that you are raised, look there in verse 1, it says, for you are raised with Christ. Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ. Chapter 3. Colossians 3, verse 1. I did say that. Yeah, I did, and then I said 3. So we are raised with Christ. We're already seated. It says that we're seated in heavenly places, doesn't it? In Ephesians, it says we're seated in heavenly places. And I've had this revelation this week, which is really quite exciting, that we are actually, you know, I've talked about how we have, we're raised with, with Christ and we're seated in heavenly places before because it's a place of authority. It's a place of blessing. It's a place where, you know, where we don't belong here. It says we're citizens of where? Heaven. We're actually citizens of heaven. Ephesians says, Therefore you're no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Ephesians 2. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. So you're no longer strangers to heaven. We're no longer citizens of earth. We're actually citizens of heaven and we're part of the household of God. Now just think about that for a minute. If you're a part of a household, you, you, know, you belong in that place, don't you? You're a part of a household, you walk in and you're welcome and you have an invitation that's open all the time and it's where you belong. Well, there in Ephesians 2, it says that you're no longer strangers or foreigners, but you're fellow citizens and part of the household of God. I'm going to get excited, I can tell. <laughs> I, we're part of the household, so we have an open invitation. When you ask Christ into your life, and you're seated in heavenly places with him, and your life is hidden with him, the Bible says, we become part of his household, and we have an open invitation to heaven. You know, the church has done a terrible, terrible thing in saying that heaven is for death. Heaven is for after death, because that's not what the word says. It says that we've been made alive with Christ, and raised up together, and made to sit together in heavenly places with Jesus. If you start to look at the word, with your blinkers off that heaven is not for after death, you're going to get a, you're just going to get a whoa moment. Can you tell? <laughs> because we've been saved by grace and he says that we've been made to sit together in heavenly places that in the ages to come we might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us. And I, I've been spending this week just like, I'll just be honest, I've been zooming in and out. I have. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, I'll keep on going. 
you know that death is not the only way and that's a terrible thing that has happened in the church that the enemies come in and he's going, oh, well, that's just for after. That's for when you go to glory. You know, glory's waiting. And I've done it. I've said it to my kids. You know, little kids, as Philip said, they get this. You know, Isaac comes and says, Mommy, I want to go to heaven. I'm like, yeah, yeah, after you, you know, finished here. You know, he, it's not right. He gets it that he is hidden in Christ. He has Jesus into a life, in his life and he knows that heaven is, is accessible to him. He gets it. And we get this teaching of, oh, no, no, that's for later. But he wants to be sitting in heavenly places with Jesus. He wants to experience heaven now. He says, my will be done on earth that it is in heaven. How do you know what his will is if you've never been to heaven? You know, it says that we can walk in the courts and counsel of the Lord. In Jeremiah, it says that. He says, have you been there? Why haven't we been there? Why haven't we been into the courts of the, of, the, of the Holy of Holies? You know, it says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Take your blinkers off. If heaven is accessible to us now because we are seated in heavenly places with Jesus and our life is hidden with him, you know, Anna said before that his yoke is easy. Why is it easy? Because we're attached to him. And if Jesus is in heaven, then he says, you can come up. You can come up anytime you want. You know, Paul says in 2 Corinthians, he says, I know a man, and he was talking about himself, so he would not boast. He says, I know a man who went up into the third heaven, as in heaven, and he says, I do not know if he was with his body or his spirit. I do not know, but God knows. But he saw such wonders that he could not express them with words. You know, John in Revelation, he says, I saw heaven. Enoch, he says he walked with God and he did not die. Moses, he experienced heaven and the glory of God shone on him so that he had to put a veil on his face. You know, this is not new. It's just that somewhere the church has messed it up totally and said heaven is for later and God says heaven is for now. You can actually experience heaven on earth and the whole of creation hungers for that. They want to know. Turn to Hebrews 12. I'll show you something. Hebrews 12, verse 22. I'm just a little bit excited because I've had this revelation. It's just like, poof. And, uh, and, yep, I'll just try and stay here. <laughs> verse 12, 22. Amen. Hebrews 12 says, We have come, but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirit of just men made perfect, to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better than the things of angels, Abel. But it, look at the start of the sentence in the verse there in verse 26 says, but you have come to Mount Zion and the heavenly city. And the Mount Zion is heaven and the heavenly city of Jerusalem, that's heaven. And it doesn't just say you're coming or it's for a future thing. It says, but you have come to Mount Zion and to an innumerable company of angels and to the general assembly and the church. That's us. You see, we actually are meant to be experienced heaven and meant to bring heaven down to earth. You know, when Jesus said, I will build my church, he says, I will, the Greek word there is ecclesia. And it means, I'm skipping through my notes, but we'll go there. <laughs> it means when Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 89, he says, I will build my church 
and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, we know that one, don't we? The word church here in the Greek is ecclesia. And we've been taught in Bible college that it means called out ones, and we are called out ones. But the Greek word ecclesia that Jesus chose to use is a word that was used in the Greek context 400 years before for political government. So we, as a church, are called out ones to govern. And not just to govern down here, it's a heavenly government. And he says you're called out as a church so that when you go and get into heaven and get into focus, he says focus your things on things above. When we do that, then we get what God, the blueprint that God has for our region, for our church, for our family, for our job, for our life. And we get up into heaven and God says, right, here you go. This is what you are meant to govern. And instead we're like pounding, going, come on pounding the gates of heaven. We you know this feels like it's brass overhead and we're meant to go up. Jeremiah says, who has, who has walked in my ways? If you keep my command and you judge my house and likewise have charged my courts and I'll give you a place to walk among those who stand. That's Zechariah. And Jeremiah says, who has walked in the courts of God? Who has sat in the council of God? We're supposed to be because we're supposed to govern from that place. You know, Daniel, he saw a vision of heaven, didn't he? You read that. And he, saw, and he saw heaven and he saw that there was spiritual battles going on and the angel um, could not get through the message that he wanted to give because there was a demonic power, the prince of Persia. And we, get, and we are like fighting from down here going, you know, praying for breakthrough. But we're actually meant to go up, get the blueprint of what God wants to do and then break the spiritual powers and principalities from that way rather than from down here going, what's going on, God, to go and go before the courts of God and go, God, what are you doing? What are you doing, God? If you start to look at the word in that way of heaven is for now, heaven is God wants us to sit in heavenly places with him, he says it's an invitation. It's an invitation already to come up, to come up and experience heaven on earth. Because how can you bring heaven to earth if you've never experienced it? How can you do that? He says in 1 Peter, it says, in 4 verse 11, it says, If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. Now, oracles we understand as utterance or as a word, don't we? But you know, in the Old Testament, the word oracle is actually a a behind place, a back place. It's actually talking about a place. So the oracles of God is actually a place where a message is. Is from. And so when we're to speak the oracles of God, we're meant to go to that place where the message is given. We're meant to go to that place. And it says, if anyone speaks, let him speak as he's speaking the oracles of God. An oracle is a place that you go to and get a message. And when we speak the word, when we speak the gospel, when we speak the wisdom and, and the word out to people, we're meant to have gone into that place where the message is and the holy of holies and Lord Almighty is and, you know, the angels and the courts of angels and, the, and, you know, the 24 elders. And we're meant to go there and get the oracle and be in that place of oracle and bring it back. Instead, we're down here going, God, send it. And he says, you go. You get up. Because he says you're already hidden in Christ. I know that some of us are like, what the? Just grab what you can today. Yeah, just pick up what you can. Just go, oh, that's too far out for me. Just pick up what you can today, Okay. 
Because God says he wants us to be in a different place. And there's a move in the earth now. You know, there's been people all through since a very early church, you know, the Desert Fathers and these mystic guys, you know, would, would go up to heaven and they'd serve communion and they'd come up off their feet. You know, and we think, whoa, that's a bit freaky. But it's in church history and they were in one place and then another, just like Philip. You've done that too, but Philip... You know what I mean? When, he, when he, he spoke to the Ethiopian. You know, this is in scripture. But we, we reside it for, oh, there was back there. And God says, come on. My church needs to grow up. We need to be in these things, in these heavenly places, so we can spread the word and we can deal with the powers and principalities and break them off. Instead of going, I wonder what we should do if we've been up to where the oracle was given in that place, then we're going to have, you know, it says we're meant to govern over our nation, to govern over our church. And I had this revelation as we've been hammering, bang, bang, bang away, when we, if we knew what was going on in the heavenly realms, we'd go, there it is. Bang, there it is. And because it says there's contracts done in heaven, whatever you loose on heaven will be loosed on earth. Well, how do you know what's been loosed in heaven? You know, and this prophetic word as it comes, but this is a step on from the prophetic. This is a step on from the prophetic. And it says if you desire those things, that's to activate your faith to actually want it. Are you with me still? Jeremiah 23 says, For who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and has perceived and heard his word? Who has marked his word and heard it? 22 says, But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they would have turned from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. So it actually wants us to stand in his counsel. He wants us to go to those places. And it's a desire like a child that gives way to our faith and to put value on the things of heaven because we know how to put value on everything else, don't we? But it's saying, seek the heavenly things. That's what Ephesians says over and over. Seek my face and put a value on the things of heaven. It says, seek my kingdom. And that's how we get to that place. You know, we're down here and we love the Lord and you know, that's great. That's great. But I just want to encourage you all that there's more. You know, I feel like, I feel like when I first, you know, came to know the things of the Spirit, and I was like, whoa! You know, the power and just the presence of God, and you could feel Him in the atmosphere in the room. And I feel like I've stepped into this new place where what I felt like before is, how did, why did I not know that about God's presence? And now I feel like I've stepped into this new place of, how did I not know, see that before? How did I not see that? Because it's like, whew. But I want to share with you what happened, <laughs> what happened in, uh, in Melbourne. Because remember I've spoken to you before about, I said to the Lord a few years ago, I said, Lord, why is it that we don't grow? Why is it that you meet people and they're just the same as they were five years ago and, and you might be growing a little bit, but you go, God, why is that? And he said to me, just say yes. So I just said, okay, God, I'll just say yes. I got a phone call a couple of weeks ago inviting me to the conference of the Company of Burning Hearts. Now, this guy, Justin <laughs> Abraham, he kind of ministers. There's a new wave coming. You know, God has moves of his spirit that happen. You know, there's a Toronto blessing. There was the... Um, Jesus movement, you know, in the 70s and there was a charismatic renewal and there was Toronto and there's all these, you know, moves of the spirit and this is a new wave that's coming and, there's, and he's got this, God has been speaking to him for the last 10 years he's been desiring more and God has shown him 
that we are seated in heavenly places and we're supposed to be governing. And, and that's why it's not just the prophetic word coming, that, but we go to the oracle, we go to the place where the prophetic word is. And so I said to the Lord the last couple of months, Lord, I want to be on the front foot of what you're doing. I sometimes feel like I'm back here and because we're in Perth and it can feel isolated, I'm like, God, I want to be on the front foot of what you're doing. And uh, he took me at my word. Mm, he did, literally. So just watch that prayer. But Oh, it's awesome. But just watch it because you'll get more than you bargain for. So I want to be ahead of the game as being my prayers. And you know, it's not that it's a game, but I, I want to be ahead. I don't want to be just catching up with everybody else. I want to, I want to be at the front. You know, like groundbreaking territory. Woohoo! You know? And so God took me at my word and um, we went to Melbourne to this conference and on Monday night, I'll just start and say, <laughs> Monday night I um, was listening and you know the worship was lovely and there was a presence of God. I was like, hey, this is cool. I put my phone on to record some of the worship. Got to bring this back to the girls and let them listen. And uh, so anyway, the Lord said, as soon as, you know, as soon as he gave an invitation for prayer, I was the first one there. It's like, I'm up, front foot, I'm up there. And he, and he grabbed hold of me, and he's just a man, but God has imparted something to him. And God works like that. He, he works in impartation, laying of hands. You know, he imparts things, and he gives things away, you know. And, uh, and so, <laughs> anyway, I'll just stay focused. <laughs> and so he grabbed hold of my hands and he, and he like just waited for the Lord to speak and he says the Lord is giving you great faith and I'm like oh good I've got multitudes you know and, uh, and, then he, and then I had my eyes closed but mum came up because she was like wanting to know what was going on and she, he says she, he just bent over double and started groaning and then he stood up and he says oh that's awesome and grabbed hold of me again and anyway he went on and he came back and grabbed my hand and he's just you know give that one some Anyway, he's going, and then, you know what happened? You know, you're ready for this. I was just standing there, just my hands, you know, somewhere. <laughs> and the Lord said, lift your hands up. So I lifted my hands up, and I felt this pulling from heaven. And there was this bright light shone down on my face. And I raised my hands, and I felt like I was being taken off off the ground and I, I was up on my tippy toes and I was like whoa you know and there, oh, and there it was like this brightness came down on me <laughs> and and it was like a force you know like you see the woo on the on Star Wars you know, <laughs> you know that noise <laughs> well, that's what I felt like I felt, yeah beam me up it was and the Lord said to me, and I wrote it down because I don't want to forget, and I'll read it to you what he said. I said, I felt, and then I felt this power all over me. Now, I'm not a shaker, usually. And I started, I was up on my tippy toes, and I started to shake. Now, just a little bit of shaking going on, a whole lot of shaking going on. You know, I can't do it, what was happening. Every part of me was shaking. I said, Lord, I'm shaking you. He says, yeah, a whole lot of shaking, a whole lot of shaking is going on. You know, shaking those things that are temporary to get to heaven inside of you. And I said, what are you doing, Lord? And he says, you know heaven's language. You know my word. You can come up here anytime. You know heaven's language. You know my word. You can come up anytime. I'm like, really? And I'm standing there and I'm like, whoa, 
you know, and, and I don't know how long I stood there, probably 45 minutes, about like five, and I'm like just this pulling, pulling to heaven, and there's light upon me. Anyway, I'm standing there, and this heat came on my face. It looked like you stood right in front of a bar heater, and it blasted on your face, and then this bright light went past me. I opened my eyes to see what it was. You know, it was the angelic, because the angelic realm, you know, heaven had come into that place. Now, heaven comes into a place. Lord, let heaven come into this place. And, and I was standing there, and I was like pulling, pulling, and I'm like, well, Lord, how do I go there? And he says, you let go of the earth. You let go of the earth. You let go of the things of the world, because that's what it says. It says, set your mind on things above. And we get so bogged down on the things of the earth, and he says, just let go of the things of the earth and come up any time. You've got an open invitation because we're seated in heavenly places. We're hidden with him as well and we can go up. And I don't know if my body was going up, my spirit was going up, my body felt like it was going up. But that's not unusual. That's happened in church history before. But church has lost it. We've thought, oh no, that can't happen now. Who says? It's happened before. It's not a new thing. You see through the word. If if Philip can be translated from talking to the Ethiopian to another place, of course it can happen. Now, we've had it in our own lives. We've been in cars and we needed to be off that road because there was an accident and God's just taken us out. We've been driving t- through to Coolgardie and running out of petrol and all of a minute, suddenly we're at Seven Mile Hill. Now, anybody that knows Kagoolie knows that. That's a 30-minute drive. You know, so, so I know those things. So I'm like open to that because I know that that's in the Word. So you could, have I said in the Word? Bring it on, God. But it's still freaky. It's still freaky. But God is saying... I believe the next move, and that's what's happening all around the world, is God is saying there's a new move where we are the ecclesia, we're the called out ones, and we're meant to be ruling and governing in heavenly places so that when we pray, we can spread it around. That we're meant to be governing over our region in heavenly places where we go to that place of oracle. Oracle means place where word is spoken. It's a, it's a back place in the Holy of Holies. That's what the Old Testament talks about, oracle. And he wants us to go to that place. But we have to let go of the earth. I was standing the next night and, and an Aboriginal man who was blind was standing there. And he was in worship. And, and the Lord said, open your eyes and look at this man. And I watched him. And the man, he started to turn to the person next to him and say, Oh, can you see that? Can you see that? Now he's blind and he's nudging the guy saying, they're all around us. He was talking about angels were all around us and you could feel this presence in the room. He says, and the Lord says, you need to train your spiritual eyes. You look too much with the, uh, your physical eyes and you miss what is going in the spirit. He can't see with his physical eyes, but he can see. And I went, oh. And the Lord's been saying that to me, that we need to not look so much with our physical eyes we need to attune and train the eyes of our spirit and I've been driving along this week and it feels like the sky is opening I'll be driving along to school and I'm like oh and the sky is opening and it's like starting to peel back and I've been in quiet time and I and I um yesterday morning I'm like oh here we go again and it's like this pulling all the time pulling to heavenly things and it's meant to be normal for us little kids get it little kids get it it's easy for them because they don't. Nobody's told them it's not for now, and it is for now. And that's what the word says. Who has walked in the counsel of God? Jeremiah talked about it. You know, Daniel saw it. John saw it. Paul saw it. 
So why aren't we seeing it? And I want to encourage you, there's a move of God where he's opening it up and he's saying, now is the time for our church to grow up, for the church to be the ecclesia and, and to go into the heavenly places and to govern from there rather than down here bogging around in the mud, you know, hard, hard work. And, you know, the faithful people that have done it for years and years have laid that foundation. But now it's time to govern from that heavenly place. But it's, it's having a desire for that. And having a, I want, I want to be in that place and seeking heavenly things. And uh, it starts by loving his presence. You know, if we're so connected to the world, we're missing out. He says, Jesus came that you might have life and life it to abundant. He wanted us to have heaven on earth. And I hear people say, I just can't wait till I get to heaven. And yet Jesus, the, the veil has been broken. The separation between God and man has been broken. And if you start to think about it in the concept of heaven is accessible, you'll understand the word, it just opens up that, you know, the church is meant to be dealing with the principalities and powers and telling them what to do. To open up to the heavenly realm and seek those things in heaven. Now, I know you're sitting there going, oh. But just start to open up and desire the heavenly things. Seek him first. Seek the heavenly it's by putting honour and value on those things. You know, the Bible says we already belong there. We have come to Mount Zion and we're seated in heavenly places and we can come boldly to the throne of grace. And all week I've been feeling this pull. So it's a real thing. All week I've been praying for people. I prayed for Hannah the other night and she, she got so full of God that I had to lead her back down the hallway and plop her down the rest of the meeting. And, I, and then I prayed for Anna. She'd had this wrist that she couldn't move. She didn't bother to tell anybody. And I just was through the, walking through the shopping centre and I just put my hand in her. I was just like, oh, Lord, just heal. And then she said, oh, Mom, I can move a wrist. Can you pray again? So I'm, she's going to an interview and I'm way in the car down, just down the road. And we're praying and I said, Lord, just I, I release healing. Because it's about releasing. If you've been to the heavenly places, you just release heaven. And that's all I've been praying. Lord, I just release heaven. I just release that healing. I just release it. So I just, Lord, I just release healing to her. And now she's getting tipsy and she's like, oh, mom, I've got to go to an interview. Oh, in the car. And I'm like, oh, the car. It's very dangerous to drive cars and pray that. Anyway, and, and anyway, she comes home. She says, mom, look. She says, no pain. I haven't been able to move my wrist more than this for three weeks. I was, after I prayed for Hannah, I was having a shower and I had this little bump on me, like a cyst. I went, oh, what's that? Put my hand on it. I didn't even pray. I just put my hand on it. And I went back to put my hand on again and it gone. It actually just vanished. I'm a bit spun out about it because it was quite big and I just put my hand on it and it, it vanished. When, when, when I was in the meeting on Monday night, I came home and I was so spun out and I was, whoa, this is so cool. But I looked at my face in the mirror and mum will testify to this and another lady that was this and my face was actually glowing. It was like luminous, shiny. I kept on looking and I got on the phone to Philip and I said, my face, my face is going. <laughs> it was just bizarre. But then I'm on the plane on the way home on, on, on Wednesday and mum goes, we got sparkly stuff all over you. And I had all this silver sparkly stuff all over me. 
You know, it's not new. Moses, he had to wear a veil because the glory was so big and the shining was so big because he'd been in the presence of the Lord and the courts of God and the council of God and he heard from the Lord and the glory got on him. And it's like it gets on you. I tell you what, it's the best stay young thing. <laughs> it is. I've got this revelation that we've just got to get in the glory and you get, and you get this young thing. We don't have to worry about wrinkles. <laughs> but it was like, oh, shot my face was shining. And I, I'm, I'm, the Lord said to mum, go up and stand behind her and see what I'm doing because you, you come home and you think, oh. And she gets on the phone she says, no, no, Dale, that happened. Because you just think it's so far out there. But my, I had all these sparkles on the plane. I'm like, what have I got sparkles on the plane for? It's all this silver, silver, silver sparkles on me because it's like being in the presence. It was like this. It was all shiny. God is real and heaven is real. And he wants, and he wants us to experience heaven on earth so that we can bring that to here. You know, there's so much more. We feel God's presence. We get a little bit tipsy. You know, but it's like he wants to, you know, he wants to, you know, all I can think is just, you know, like it's a window that opens and you step through and you step through by faith you, and you start to desire and value the things of heaven. Start to read the word about heaven. Start to read about the heavenly places. Start to see yourself hidden in Christ and seated in heavenly places already. He says, we have come to the Mount Zion. You already belong there. He says, he wants you to be there and just let go of the things of the world. Let go of the stuff that so easily entangles and distracts and and just let him lift you up. Now, I don't know if you go with body or spirit. I don't think it, God knows. I don't think it matters. But I tell you what, tell you what, there's more. There's so much more and I'm still, I'm just like stepping into it and I'm like, oh God, front foot, front foot, you know, because part of you wants to back off and go, this is just too weird, this is too wild. But God is wild, you know. That's why people take drugs and they, and they drink as they want to go. The whole of creation is crying out for the supernatural and for heaven and for experiencing God and the church has stepped back too long and heaven is for now. It's not for after death, it's for now. So why don't you all stand up? <laughs> can we, um, oh, I've lost it. Matt, can you come and just play keys for me for a minute? I'll pray for you later. <laughs> I just want us, if you want heaven, if you just want that, even if it's just to get, just to step by faith, just to take a step of faith and go, God, just bring, just bring me to that place where I can experience you more. Just to, just to raise your hands and say, God, I'm going to come up to where you are, where I'm seated in heavenly places that you've already given me the invitation, just to be open and take that baby step of faith and go, God, I enter into a new place in you. Because he wants it so desperately for us. He wants to just pour heaven out on earth and that we would be carriers of heaven and go to those places in heaven how to be the true ecclesia and govern from that place of authority. Just come, Holy Spirit. Just take that step and say, God, I want to I want to step into those heavenly places that I'm already seated with you. I'm hidden in you already. I belong there. We don't have to be afraid that Jesus says he's the doorway. 
death isn't the doorway, Jesus is the doorway. It's awesome. John 10 says, I'm the door. Anyone who comes to me and enters through. And it's not just for later. Heaven come, Lord. Heaven come, Lord. But heaven come, Lord. Let's enter in a new place and you'll step through it by faith, like a child just stepping through. You lead us by the hand. I just feel like I want to give what God gave me, so I'm just going to go around and pray. If you don't want it, you just go, oh, but, but uh, I'm just going to pray in partition of what God gave me, Lord.